Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Discover match all the cash back you earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted 99% of the place in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. This was uh, Brian Gunnikunst on their confidence level in Jordan Love. We think the world of Jordan and where he's going to go and develop. I think it's pretty early to kind of to kind of be able to tell you that because obviously with no preseason game last year and then just the kind of the no spring. But uh, we have a lot of confidence in, in his talents and, and his work ethic and where he's going to go. But uh, it's a little early for that. Yeah, it's a little early for that. Okay. Here's Devontae Adams on Aaron Rodgers' situation and if it'll affect his future in Green Bay. Potentially, potentially. I mean, it, that's my guy. That's the, the only guy that I played with. And, you know, we built up a, a special connection over the years that has made it, you know, put us both in really good positions in our career. So it would change a lot. Yeah, there's just a lot there. You know, potentially is just a loaded word. The whole thing is a loaded conversation. Here's the part that you need to understand. Okay. Jordan Love, Jordan Love's a, a really interesting story. And and we got to this place where it's it's taken on meaning that doesn't actually exist. First of all, I have from really good sources, really good sources, that every time there was a quarterback drafted, when Peyton Manning was an Indianapolis Colt, he would immediately call the general manager or somebody in the front office and go, who is this guy? So the idea that, well, Jordan Love's ticked off, they all get ticked off. They're all alpha males who pee on the trees to mark their territory and they see somebody coming in. It happens, right? It happens. They all do it. 
He's the world's greatest, nicest guy. They all do it. Brady's probably past that point in his career with Kyle Trask, but he clearly did it with Jimmy Garoppolo and got Jimmy Garoppolo shipped to the San Francisco 49ers, right? It, it, it happens with all of them. So the idea that Aaron Rodgers being upset is anything profound, stop it. Now, they traded up to get him. Yeah, they traded a fourth-round pick to move up a couple spots. That is not that colossal a trade. It is not that big of a deal. It is not. Um, And they moved up because somebody else was going to take him. But Jordan Love, you know, he's a kid who grew up. His dad was a cop, suffered through some massive depression. His dad killed himself when Jordan Love was playing an AU basketball game. He was like 14 at the time. He's basically raised by his neighborhood and raised by the other police officers goes to Utah state has one great year and one the next year, you know, his coach leaves and the next year it's all over the place. His team's not that good. And then he declares for the NFL draft and everyone I know, I remember last year, this time Jordan love was before the draft. Jordan love was kind of the Trey Lance of the draft. Like, you know, he's got a lot of potential, but there's not, you know, he hasn't played a ton of football. He's got a lot of work to do. Coaching change, not a great football team, et cetera, et cetera. So um, Jordan Love is somebody who was always described as a couple of years away. A couple of years away. Which is exactly what they have within Aaron Rodgers' contract. They're out for the contract at the end of next year. That's what Aaron Rodgers is protecting himself against is if he has a bad year or if he starts to decline, they can get rid of him and they can insert Jordan Love. Okay. And there's really two or three ways to protect yourself from it. Either get an ironclad contract where they can't get rid of you, just play so well where it doesn't matter, hey, or do what he's doing, which is throw a colossal fit and not even want to play when Jordan Love is breathing down your neck, if you will. All of these are... Possible responses. I don't think one of them is the right response, but that, that's not, that's my opinion, not 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 his. Remember, the Packers went from Favre to Rodgers, but it wasn't immediate. Right. Now they'll go to Jordan Love potentially, but we don't, this idea that we don't know it's early on Jordan Love, of course not. He hasn't played, there was no preseason, no preseason games. He didn't play last year. He didn't get a chance to lead the twos or the threes down the field in the third playoff game and make you, oh my gosh, Jordan Love's awesome. His growth was stifled based upon COVID and the fact that we had a, uh, a shortened preseason, shortened pre playoff uh, preseason games and everything was condensed and it hurt his ability to develop. I have no doubt that he's better today than he was when he got there. Is he ultimately good enough? I don't know. And I don't think they do either. And I like the fact that the Packers aren't making statements about things that they don't know. Do I think they want him to succeed? Absolutely. Brian Gunnikunz has drafted one quarterback during his two years as general manager, that or three years as general manager, that quarterback is Jordan Love. And if you're going to tick off Aaron Rodgers and you're going to throw everything, you know, caution to the wind and everybody talk about you, you better draft a guy that can play. He better be able to play. So with that in mind, I think it's a, I don't think there's anything unreasonable about what the Packers are saying. I think everybody in the league knew that it was going to be a couple year process. And that's exactly how it's played out. It's exactly how it's played out. Um, yes, John Ramos. Do you think that maybe had they said this to him before, like now I've seen all this stuff and we just heard something from the, from the general manager and, uh, players how great we love we love Aaron Rodgers he's our guy maybe if they had just said that before they made the pick of uh Jordan Love and said hey we love you you're a guy but we need to think down the line you think maybe uh, maybe all of this could have been avoided probably maybe I don't know I don't know I mean I think they said that in the contract that they gave him right and I also think that remember Aaron Rodgers hasn't always been it's like one of those deals where when he's not the best teammate to people or the best player to coach. It's okay. It's Aaron Rodgers. But when the the team does something that may well take him off, he's allowed to be kind of petulant. Does that make sense? Like 
he's he he want it's the old he wants his cake and eat it too sort of sort of thing if you will um which is understandable we all kind of want that we all feel like we need that we all feel like we deserve that but the reality is most of you aren't going to get it right remember it's aaron Rodgers who could who literally will shut down on people teammates coaches or whatever like that's all good now he has a great season and whatever they've done in terms of the contract right there's the ian rapaport story that they've now offered him a contract that makes him uh, more highly paid than Pat Mahomes is. Right? Whatever the story is on the, the actual contract, it should be pointed out, and it's really, really important to note that, yeah, that's, that's part of it. Okay? Um, that, that's part of it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a good faith. It's a good faith thing to offer a guy a new contract or to offer a guy a contract extension to maintain some level of flexibility. Like all of these things are exactly what you need to do if you're going to be, you know, in the football business. You got to figure out a way, figure out a way where you can um, keep your quarterback relatively happy. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Relatively happy while also protecting yourself. I mean, look, their bad seasons are when he gets hurt. It's not really that simple. He gets hurt, they have a bad season. And it's not just because they have a bad football team, it's only built around him. They haven't fully gotten the the the, the proper backup. So, I, you know, Ian Rapport said, I think the Packers have done a lot of different things to try and make Aaron Rodgers happy, try and get him to come back to them a little bit. They made a significant long-term contract extension offer. The two sides have been negotiating, so it's not like they've been talking to themselves here. There's certainly been some engagement from Rodgers' side. We know that Rodgers has talked to several different players about joining him somewhere else. However, of course, the Packers have zero plans to trade him. The real question is, can the two sides come together, agree on a contract extension, make everyone happy moving forward? The answer is, of course they can. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Juan Gabriel, Juanquis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so here's the story, the latest story of the Kentucky Derby. And I want you to turn up your radio. I don't know anything about horse racing. Um, do you guys know I own a horse? You, oh, so you, you own, own a horse? No, I did not know you own a horse. No. I own a horse. Own a horse. It's a jumper. It's um, I think fourteen year old horse uh, Zula. My daughter rides it. Well, my daughter is it's I'm not a thoroughbred. It's a right. It's a, I'm it's sorry. A clever name like always right. Uh, Zula. <laughs> Zula is her name. Oh. I don't know what her show name is. Let me actually. Ask I was going to say your daughter rides, so I didn't put two and two together that you actually own the well, horse. Well, a I lot guess, of times yeah. you you yeah. lease or right. or rent a horse or just you know just give them your all your money. That's that's really what happened. Um, <laughs> Zula's. Does it lose its value the second you trot it off the lot? <laughs> right. um, actually, this horse is the opposite. So my, my daughter's a very talented rider. Zula was owned, uh, a woman named Deb Klein owned it. She's a wonderful lady. I think she's in her 60s. And she just couldn't do the things that my daughter can do on her at 14, now 15 years old. And so the horse just it needed, needed you know, work. And she's won some. And so, yeah, now it's worth... Probably uh, substantially more than it was when we when we bought it, um, but yeah, I mean they can go up in value, they can go down in value. I also have a relative who's a very very talented vet in New York, so we had a text conversation, and I sent all the information about the Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit, and I'll I'll tell you what what the response was in a second. Okay. So you'll, this is the, the real stuff. You don't get this anywhere else. I've again, I've listened. I'm like, how could I differentiate myself? What if I told you what was really happening? Okay. When you hear steroids, horses, tell me what you think, John. Uh, what do you mean? Like, like, illegal like what drug? do you think? Like, what do you think it makes the horse do run faster? Like, okay. I think that's most people, right? We think of, we hear steroids and we're like, Okay, it's got to make it bigger, faster, stronger, right? We think Barry Bonds. Okay, I want you to... Gavin, is that fair? Is that what you think? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Isaac? Ditto. Okay. Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit was treated for an antifung- with an antifungal ointment containing a steroid, betamethasone, ca- that caused the horse to fail a post-race test, trainer Bob Bafford said today. This is Bafford, who... Remember yesterday, he goes, uh, yeah, you know, the guy was... Uh, the." What was it? The the groom may have peed in the stall and the horse could have eaten the hay that he peed on. And because he was using cough medicine, that's how it got in his body. That was actually said by Bob Baffert, a 180 today. In a statement issued by his lawyer, Baffert said Medina Spirit was treated for dermatitis with the ointment once a day leading up to the May 1st race and equine Pharmacology experts have told him this could explain the test results. <clears throat> Bafford said the horse tested positive for 21 picograms of the substance, 
which is typically given to a horse therapeutically to help their joints and is a violation it with even a trace amount race day in Kentucky. Okay. So do you guys want to hear the, the, the back and forth? I'm on uh, make sure I cut all the names out of this. Thing. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so yesterday I said, um, uh, yesterday I said, uh, uh, I, I asked about betamethasone. Um, very, very talented veterinary doctor, New York, I'll leave it at that, has worked with racehorses, mostly used in therapeutic joint injections. Usually it has a withdrawal period required prior to the race. All joint injections are reported to the racing commission within 48 hours and only approved use of bethamethasone administration in the racehorse by joint injection. So this whole idea that it was a cream is kind of silly. Horses are prohibited from racing for 14 days post-injection into the joint. That said, it also comes as a cream for people if someone has it on their skin or hands in places uh, like the, the tongue tie on a horse. The horse could be exposed by contact. Um, I said, Bafford said it could have been tainted by someone with the cough medicine who peed in the, uh, uh, on hay and the horse ate it. Um, my doctor cousin said, because a horse would naturally eat peed on hay. Laughing emoji. So that was the most laughable explanation possible. Um, so uh, then I, I sent the statement earlier today. So the, here is the response. May, veterinarians have a leeway in using drugs. Extra label. Automax is an FDA approved ear med for dogs. If the vet had no FDA approved drug available to treat a condition in an off-label species, then extra label usage is allowed. That being said, the vet is supposed to know the rules for drugs prohibited in the racing jurisdiction and which are banned substances. But ultimately, Baffert is responsible for abiding by the regulations. Bethamethasone is only approved for use in racehorses by intra-articular joint injection. Otherwise, they, they inject it into the joints. The vet or assistant trainer will be scapegoats and Baffert will certainly claim ignorance as he may have been, may not have been present at the time of the diagnosis treatment plans or during the treatment application. I don't know if there are studies to show absorption absorption of bethamethasone applied topically on the skin of a horse to determine the absorption and metabolism or blood levels, blah, 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 blah. This is not a problem racing in other equine sports too. It can skin crud, not uncommon to see other ways to treat other horses uh, with it. Don't test positive in races. I said, how does this steroid help you? The doctor said, and this is right. You guys all thought like I think it makes you faster. If a joint uh, in a joint, it decreases inflammation and thereby can potentially mask pain. Damage in a joint that's not painful can lead to potential catastrophic breakdown, no pain. And the horse runs unhindered and possibly beyond its capacity when it can feel pain. And yes, chronic use of steroids has other effects, et cetera, et cetera. If you strain a muscle in your shoulder, you can no longer throw a ball, et cetera, et cetera. Put uh, the band pain med, any sort of board. And now you make a basket, blah, blah, blah. Some of the medical rules are there to protect the horses and the jockeys not just level the playing field. Interesting to know if the horse uh, was hit up for out of competition testing prior to it. Anyway, um, so apparently what this does is it decreases inflammation in the joints and it can be used for pain maintenance and pain threshold, but it could also be used so that it runs through an injury, ultimately leading to a breakdown early retirement, but it doesn't matter to those horses because they're trying to win the Kentucky Derby. It also feels like uh, my veterinary doctor friend doesn't believe for one second that Bob Baffert had no knowledge of it, nor that the veterinarian had no knowledge of what was in it. This has always been my argument for the, I didn't know what was in it from baseball players, football players, basketball players. It includes uh, horse racing as well, which is the average guy might not know. 
The average guy might not know what they're putting in their body. But when you're an athlete, when you're Kentucky Derby racehorse, you know everything that's going in your body. It's complete crap. Now, did it cause the horse to run like crazy? No, it's not. It's, it's a lot more subtle than that. But it's illegal. And if you thought it shouldn't be illegal, if that's the argument, like this should be legal for horses, then that's the argument to make before the race, before it tests positive and say, this is what we did for our horse to treat our horse because it's better for our horse. That's not what Baffert's doing. Baffert said, you know, he basically did the OJ Simpson, I'm going to search for the killers. And then he's like, oh, hey, by the way, maybe it's our vet. He didn't know what he's doing. I didn't know it happened. Sorry, we're moving on. We've negotiated a deal. I do believe that this is the uh, this is the pine tar and sun and, and sunscreen of horse racing. Pine tar, sunscreen, and uh, what's the stuff that's on the back of mounds? You know, you mix those three together. Ro- rosin. Yeah, you mix the rosin and the sunflower, a little bit of pine tar, and you get just the right grip on a baseball. And that's how guys throw some of these freaky breaking balls. Some of these, you know, the two seamers that that break the wrong way right out of batter, like all of those things. And what pitchers look like, well, look, it helps me control it. Well, yeah, technically it helps you control it, but it makes it so that you can control a ball, which you couldn't normally control. So you couldn't throw that pitch. You can't. The reason you can't normally throw a breaking ball 90 plus is because, well, one, it doesn't break or two if it does you can't control it you put some of that sticky stuff on it you control it it can break and it can be unhittable that's the problem the baseball players are going through right now so i think bob bathard full of crap and they just gave him you know like the number three spot at the preakness do i think this is kind of old school pumping the horse up full of muscle you know is it no it's more subtle but, I mean, he went on the national circuit claiming somebody did this. I didn't know. Somebody must have done this to us. Maybe somebody peed in the stall. Maybe somebody tainted the supplement. Complete crap for, for 24, 48 hours. He's a liar. He's a liar. And any of this, like, boy, I, I didn't know. Your initial response only shows how caught you were and how wrong you knew it was. This is the same thing as I got in this back and forth with Jeff Schwartz on Twitter. And to any of you a-holes out there who think Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame, well, Barry Bonds would have been in the Hall of Fame before he took steroids. So why take steroids? Why take steroids? Try it with your wife, honey. First five years of marriage, I never cheated on you. The next couple of years I did, but the first five years of marriage, like you don't go to the marriage hall of fame for that. Sorry. You know, try that you're, you're, you go to, you have to take a test. You go to the professor. Listen, I know that you may have seen me with a crib sheet. Okay. But that crib sheet, here's the story thing. That was just the questions, not the answers. There's the question background. It didn't give me the answers. I still had to research it. So it's a, not, I, this is not an open note test. Hey, the first three tests I did on the up and up, nothing, nothing. So Baffert did this to himself. And what's made it even worse is these ridiculously lame excuses, explanations at the end of it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific. Antonio Daniels joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's a uh, longtime uh, NBA point guard and, of course, the Pelicans color analyst. He joins us on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Antonio, help me out with Zion's injury. Like, uh, you know, David Griffin came out and said, well, you know, guys are just allowed to foul him. And that's how he hurt his finger. What what really happened? How did he injure himself? Well, I mean, the thing is, he injured himself because he on a rebound going for the ball, but Griff's point was, wasn't about just the injury. It was about the way he's officiated. Um, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a one-time thing. He wasn't saying, well, the only reason that this happened was because he's saying it was a culmination of the way that Zion is officiated and some of the physicality that's allowed 
with him. Um, we know this. We know that guys are officiated differently. It always has been that way. I, I can sit there and tell you, my 13-year career, we were allowed to get away with murder on Shaquille O'Neal. I'm talking about murder because he's bigger and stronger than everyone else. LeBron James. There's a reason that he flops now. Because if he played through everything, he would never get a foul call. Because there's not a person in this league that is strong enough to knock LeBron off of going from point A to point B. Guys are officiated different in this league. And this league has done a fantastic job of protecting the shooters, protecting guys who are shooting threes and protecting guys who are shooting step backs to make sure that you have to be really cognizant of contesting those shots, giving them room to come down. Once you get in that paint, it's been a little bit different. The physicality is ramped up a little bit. I, I, I agree with what Griff was saying. And obviously he, he used some adjectives to get his point across, right. but the point that he was actually trying to make, that Zion is officiated different, and covering Zion since he's entered this league, I cannot agree with him anymore. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I thought it was a little bizarre in terms of the timing. But also, you and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, there's a little bit of LeBron in this too, is that, look, he, he, he ain't a jump shooter yet. And so right. he attacks the rim. Sure. He's unbelievable at attacking the rim. And so it makes it really hard to officiate him because do I give him the benefit of the doubt all the time when he's the aggressor with the basketball? But that, that's basketball, though. Like, if you think about it, basically, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying this in reference to the officials, but that's their job. That, that's a part of the job description. I, and I honestly truly believe, I, I did an interview yesterday about this same thing. I honestly truly believe that next year it will be different. And the reason I say that is because Zion is one of one throughout the history of the sport. You can say the dominance is compared to Shaquille O'Neal, but they do it different ways. Shaquille O'Neal was seven foot. He caught that ball on the box and initiated contact and dished out punishment. A lot of Zion's drives start outside the paint, sometimes outside, outside of the three-point line. So the way that they attack is a little bit different. And I think it does take officials a minute to adjust to what they're seeing. I, I've said from day one, Zion to me is one of one in the history of the sport. We haven't seen a guy built like this with this athleticism, this power, um, this agility, this handle, this soft touch, and this second jump around the rim. So it's going to take – officials to kind of uh, adjust to his style of play. Because like you said, Doug, he initiates contact. He initiates contact. He doesn't go away from contact. He seeks it. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it appears, it appears as though it's a long shot that they'll make the play-in tournament. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing for the franchise, considering they won't have Zion? Uh, as far as what, to make it? To not make it. If it I mean, like, oh. it, 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 would, it would take a lot for them to get in still. With 38 losses, yeah. they, I don't think yeah, they're the number, in. the number is one. That, that's actually the number. San Antonio has four remaining games. The Pelicans have three remaining games. And the Spurs will have to lose out. And the Pelicans will have to win out. So the Pelicans still have to go to Dallas tomorrow, Golden State Friday, and then you end with the Lakers uh, Sunday afternoon. So you have to win all three, and the Spurs have to lose all four. Um, do I think making the play-in tournament would have been great? I think it would have been fantastic because it gives you a, a sense of, of what the playoffs are like because a lot of this core that you're talking about, they have zero playoff experience. Eric Bledsoe has playoff experience. Uh, Steven Adams has playoff experience. Zion doesn't. Lonzo doesn't. Um, B.I. doesn't. Zekiel Alexander-Walker doesn't. Jackson Hayes doesn't. You can go down the list of guys that don't have playoff experience. And what even making the play-in tournament would have done is it would have given them an opportunity to play meaningful basketball when other teams have gone home. Because they, I, I'm, I'm in favor of the play-in tournament because of what's going on right now. You're playing meaningful basketball that matters right now. And we all know at this time of the year, if you're in 11th place or you're in 12th place, and you're talking about an 82-game regular season where it's one through eight. Players have sent their cars home already. You are more concerned with the offseason. You done made your vacation plans already. But teams that are still trying to make the playing game are still laser-focused. And I like that. I love playing meaningful basketball in a time where they ordinarily would not be playing meaningful basketball. I'm a huge fan of the playing tournament. What do you think 
um, the future holds for Lonzo Ball? Oh, man, that's a great question. That's a great question. We used to have a saying as players, you know, all you need is one team. All you need is one team to believe in you. And I don't know what the market will dictate for Lonzo. Me, personally, I would love if he stayed. I would love if he stayed because he has become a really good fit next to B.I. and Zion because of he's worked on other aspects of his game. And this is what the NBA is now. It's basically you put the ball in your best player's hands and surround your best player with guys whose skill set complement theirs. And Lonzo, with his ability to shoot that basketball now, the confidence that he has in that three-point shot, he has become a guy who can facilitate and pass, a guy who can knock down three-point shots, and he's also a really good defender. So I would love it if he stayed. But I don't know what the market will be for him for other teams that would like to acquire his services. That's a hard one. It's a really, it it's a hard, it's a hard calculation. It's a very hard calculation. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Um, I'm sure you watched the other night. I'm one. I, I felt like it was a double win for the Lakers. Not only did they get Anthony Davis going, but if I'm Phoenix and it looks like the Lakers are going to be in that seven spot, I couldn't possibly feel good about a seven game series against a team where I don't match up with Anthony Davis. Well, they didn't even play Schroeder and LeBron. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't like, I don't like, I, I love what the Suns have done this season. I hate that matchup for the Suns in the first round of the playoffs. But you think about it, man. We, we talked about this today on our Sirius XM show. There's a lot of different matchups that, Mike, do, does the Utah Jazz match up well with, with Golden State? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, there's certain matchups, and this league is all about matchups. Correct. Just because the team is ahead of you in the standings doesn't mean that they're a better team than you are when y'all meet head-to-head. Agreed. And there are certain teams and there are certain matchups, I think, that are going to be so interesting to watch. If I'm any team in the, in the Western Conference, I'm not paying any attention to the fact that the Lakers may finish seventh. That's not fooling anybody. Everybody knows that they are the defending champions and they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That, that's what really matters. So whether or not they finish in sixth, seventh, eighth, no matter where they finish, no one wants to play them. No one wants to play Lakers. The, the, the Lakers that you saw for the majority of this season where they were injured and they were undermanned and they were lacking firepower and lacking leadership, you best believe if they get that LeBron James back, they will not, they will not be that same team throughout the course of the season. So I don't think it's a lot. I don't think it's just Phoenix. I think there are a lot of teams in the Western Conference, regardless as to where the Lakers finish, that do not want to see the L.A. Lakers. How would you care? You used to, I mean, like, look, you used to do everything in Oklahoma City as well. Uh-huh. Um, Russell Westbrook has the all-time, he's the all-time triple-double king. Um, you've seen him. You've been around him. You've called his best and some of his not-so-best moments uh, at, at times. For somebody who played in the NBA and understands the position, when you check out Russell Westbrook, how would you contextualize it? Oh, man. Uh, one of the most fierce competitors um, this league has ever seen. And I think when it's all said and done, I think we have two guys that are playing in the NBA right now that will be the most unappreciated throughout the course of their careers. One of them is Russell Westbrook. The other one was Chris Paul. I think what Russell, Russell Westbrook is doing is tremendous. And I remember going on different platforms years ago when I was in Oklahoma City talking about what he's doing. It's not just the numbers. It's uh, the fact that the numbers translate to winning. That's what really stands out. You know, when he triple doubles, they win 75% of the time. They, people can call them empty numbers if he's getting triple doubles and they're winning 10% of the time or 5% of the time. But the fact that these numbers that he is accumulating translate to winning games, Isn't that the sole purpose of basketball, to try and be the best version of yourself when you step on the floor, to try and accumulate as many stats as you possibly can as long as it translates to winning? And I think his best attribute, you can look at his athleticism. I think he's the most explosive point guard in the history of the sport. But his mentality and his willingness to win is second to none. We talk about Kobe Bryant and the Mamba mentality, and Michael Jordan, and his approach to winning basketball games, and you have to throw Russell Westbrook in there as well. 
you would go to war with that dude any day of the week because his energy and his passion is contagious. I mean, I, I get all that, but I would also tell you that, um, uh, that if I was being totally fair, I would say like, would you take Chris Paul ahead of him? Would you take Jason Kidd ahead of him? What would you do? Well, I think it depends on what the, the overall, the way my team is constructed. What am I looking for? You know, what else would I have next to Russell Westbrook? What else would I have next to Chris Paul? Because the thing is, we're talking about three different players that do three different things. Chris Paul is a fantastic game manager. Game manager. Like, he can be so impactful, and he just understands time, score, situation, what's needed, and when it's needed. He'll have four points throughout the course of the game, but in the fourth quarter when his team is trailing, run off 16 in a row. You know, one of the best clutch players in the league. Jason Kidd, the way that he transformed who he was from a triple-double guy to toward the end of his career becoming more of a knockdown shooter. And Russell Westbrook just has a motor that doesn't stop, along with the athleticism, along with the willingness to win. When the game is over, he ain't shaking hands and exchanging jerseys. He ain't doing that. There's no love lost. He is out there to win basketball games. So I think, it's not, for me, it's not about which one would you rather have. Because you can't go wrong any way you break it down. When you're talking about the greats of the game, for me, it's about how your team is constructed and how each one of those guys would fit in at that particular position. Who's going to win this thing? Oh, man, Doug, you're killing me. That's a toughie. All year I thought it was um, – I went with Brooklyn. Yeah. Because I'm a firm believer – as much as we say defense wins championships, I yep. get it. And that sounds fantastic. But this is an arms race. This is an arms race where offense has never been more rewarded in today's NBA. The most valued skill in today's NBA is shooting. The Brooklyn Nets, prior to losing LaMarcus Aldridge, had the most firepower, in my, in my opinion, ever accumulated on any team. Ever. I'm talking about bucket getters. You have three of the top one-on-one players in the league, one, two, and three, any way you break it down, on the same team. Then you add in a Blake Griffin, then you add in a LaMarcus Aldridge, and then you add in guys like Joe Harris. But when you remove LaMarcus Aldridge from the equation, that changes things, in my opinion. Um, I think you'll see the Lakers, and still, I still think you'll see the Lakers and Brooklyn in the finals. Man, I, I, you know what? I'm going to have to get back on I'm going to have to get back at you on who I think is going to win that one. Fair enough. Antonio Daniels. i got to Thir- see if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are, are healthy and if James Harden healthy as well. Antonio Daniels, 13-year NBA vet, great dude, Pelicans color analyst, and a really good one. At A. Daniels 33. And thanks so much. Uh, for sure. Thanks, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to play for you a previous show on Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports One, and we call it... Now. <laughs> what does the fuck say? This is Colin Cowherd on a report that Brian Flores never lost confidence in Tua. Brian Flores, coach of the Miami Dolphins, says he has never lost confidence in Tua. So, players have, and that's what matters. And if Brian Flores keeps selling that $7 stake, they're going to lose confidence in him. The reality is it doesn't matter what coaches think, Urban on Tebow, Brian on Tua. You can't fool the players. Stop trying to convince me how average quarterbacks are good. I'm not interested. In fact, the first sign that a quarterback is special is the coach does the opposite of Brian Flores. They pump the brakes. You media guys have made him out to be Elway. Yeah, I watched Justin Herbert and Mahomes. They, he kinda, they kind of look like him. When a coach has to say what my eyes aren't seeing, which is, oh, this guy, I have never lost faith in him. The players have. To a small doesn't have a special arm. Play has to be perfectly designed to work. Come on, man. That's not the league. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I agree with Colin. It's we've said this for years. You can't fool players. You just you can't. You can try, but you you can't fool players. Um, but I think there's pretty obvious damage control that Flores is doing. I never lost faith in him. Never. Was always in him. Yeah, that's not, that's not true. If that were true, then why did Ryan Fitzpatrick start at the end of the season? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.